Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined, as always, by my amazing friend, Mr. J.W. Crewall. J.W., how's it going today? It's going very well, Riley. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a very busy week, so I'm very tired. Yeah, I also, dude. I think I've been doing a bad job with my sleep, man. I'm not going to lie. Really? What's yeah. been going on? I, nothing, really. I just... I'm not sleeping well. I'm waking up early, going to bed late, you know, just the classic like high school grind. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely yeah. feel you. Like there was th- this week has been crazy for me cuz I've been trying to like stay up late just to finish videos or just cuz I'm lazy like grind, like I don't want to actually put in the effort to go to sleep if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And then and then yeah, I've been waking up just, you know, 8 or 9, you know, right before work and Eight or Luckily, nine. the commute's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, so, I had a, I had stayed in the office very late yesterday um, yeah. to try and figure out an issue. I did figure it out, so that was good. Okay. Um, but you know, I left at like seven thirty, and then I got back to my apartment at like eight, mm-hmm. and I had promised myself that I was going to work out, so I did do that, and then I had to eat something before i went to bed so and then i just was kind of all hyped up you know not like <laughs> now i wasn't like well yeah but like you know kind of like you know i've been moving around a bunch so like kind of yeah. woke me up and it just was a nightmare <laughs> yeah for sure for sure yeah well today today we don't have to you know we don't have to go the full three hours yeah as we do normally yeah as we're as we're prone to do <laughs> we actually record five of these at a time and just upload them over subsequent <laughs> weeks. JW and I only talk once every month. Yeah, that's one of the strange things about the cast. It's a little <laughs> unique because I feel like, you know, especially for a game like Pokemon, it has all these kind of new events. We that gotta happen. be really ahead of the curve on like predicting what a given week <laughs> is gonna look like. <laughs> hey, I saw a movie yesterday. Oh yeah, what movie is that? Yeah, Shang Chi. There you go. Yeah, we were talking about that when you came. Yeah. How'd you like it? I didn't like it. You didn't like it. No. What was it? What'd you like about it? I don't know. I thought there. Were, I thought the the main villain wasn't particular. Like he was really. Did you see it? By yeah. the way. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think them. I'm gonna like. Okay. So spoilers. I guess I'm gonna talk openly because it's been out <laughs> for like a month and a half now. I believe so. At this point, just skip ahead. I'm just gonna you know not try to censor my my speech but the main villain the dad was i didn't feel like he was a very strong character because he was like basically entirely evil except when it came to his family so it was like well i probably could see him not being right. a good guy to his family in the right. end you know like so i didn't feel like it like they tried to like do this whole like redemption thing right where he like passes off the rings or whatever but i was like that feels so fake because he's just been evil this whole time well, they did like have why? the one scene, <laughs> the one scene where he, uh, you know, where he was just like a normal doting father, right? When he gave up right. the, ring, yeah. the rings. But I feel like that wasn't really fleshed out enough, I guess, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they showed a few different like isolated points and, and they were all to deal with the family. But then like every outward facing appearance of this guy he is just kind of a jerk, right? Yeah, I feel like almost the movie maybe would have benefited if he didn't have if we didn't have like that opening scene where we saw that he was like a conqueror and we just like got to see him as a normal dad for a little while 
Yeah. And I then, think that's like, what if we saw him true. as like a very normal dad with the family and then it skips ahead. And now you see, you see Sean in the bed and like, that's how the movie starts. And you have no idea like how he got from point A to point B. Yeah. I think actually, now that you're saying it, that seems like a way better. I mean, the, clearly, you know, the people that, getting, <laughs> that are getting paid to put this movie on are way more into it than I am, but uh, that sure. I didn't quite understand. And then let's see. Oh, I didn't understand. Okay, so you know when they're going through the forest, uh-huh. uh huh, and they're trying to get to the town, yeah, and they're driving through the forest, right, to get to the town, <laughs> yeah. and the and the and everything's like closing around on them. Well, how did they get to the town before? before cars? Cars? <laughs> yeah, I wondered that too. Because <laughs> it's like they're like the 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 you know the the trees are catching up to them <laughs> in That's the car, funny. and they're presumably yeah. you know they have like a professional level driver, like presumably just like <laughs> driving as fast as humanly possible. You see, what I liked the movie, but I liked it mostly just because it was like a nice homage to like some kung fu action movies. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like the action sequences were insane. I was like watching some of them. I'm like, wow. Like I especially the the bus scene. I think was the bus scene was so good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then I also really don't like Aquafina. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, my wife and I talk about this all the time because if you guys don't know, my wife is, uh, she is, well, she's not from Taiwan, but her parents are from Taiwan. So she's a first generation uh, American. And so, you know, she has, I feel like, at least, uh, you know, uh, a respectable, like she can look upon, you know, these kinds of, you know, Asian characters in a light that I never could. And she's always like, I don't understand why Aquafina is kind of the lead female asian because i don't feel like she really represents me that much interesting uh because like aquafina is kind of this like loud um kind of crude in a way like actress if you've seen her in this or like other things she's kind of yeah i I don't know she's like rough around the edges i guess maybe not crude but just kind of like i think rough around the edges good yeah description and so so my wife is like that that does i don't feel like that's very representative of me but i guess you know it is of somebody anyway I, we d- we're not really big aquafina stands in the house <laughs> that's so, funny I, I was just really sad at the end because she steps into the portal which like a, like makes me think that she'll be in more movies and i just yeah. can't see what directors really see in her but must be must be something must so. be something man no, I think those are all valid takes. I think those are all valid takes. I really enjoyed the action part of it, but I do agree, like, maybe the plot left a little bit to be desired. The um, action was insane, for sure. Yeah. The action was, like, unbelievable. But everything else, I, I just didn't quite understand. And, like, what was with the mom? Okay, I never really understood the mom thing. Like, was the mom the evil spirit or something? Like, No, no, no. The spirit was just, like, imitating the mom. How? Just voice change your mod, bro. Yeah, yeah. Use one of those in Discord. <laughs> okay, yeah. Again, there were just some things that I... I feel like that know, is not a valid criticism. <laughs> that one isn't. <laughs> that's not a valid criticism? No, it's... You know, it's like the the devil speaking into your ear, like what you want to hear kind of situation. I guess. Uh, we, how do we... We could get caught like, <laughs> Or, I don't know. How Like, maybe the implication is that the evil spirit, like, ate the mom's soul or whatever. And I don't then think that's can... even the implication. I think it's just the mom had passed away. The dad wanted the mom back. And the spirit knew that. So it was, like, 
emulating that because that's what the dad wanted to hear. But okay, I guess I don't know. It just it doesn't it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> I feel like that is like one of the more logical pieces of the plot. <laughs> to be honest, but that's okay though. You know, maybe if you're too stupid to get it that's <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. so there has been a lot going on in the pokemon scene in the last week well last 24 hours to be honest seriously so i mean if you haven't heard and this is your source for the pokemon news there has been a announcement by tpci as of yesterday uh, when I'm recording this, so uh, the 5th of October, that Play Pokemon events are officially slated to return. Now, we haven't gotten an exact timeline yet, but they have released a few details. Uh, and this has kind of taken the whole scene by storm, right? Like, people are so excited to be able to play Pokemon cards in person again in an official capacity. I mean, JW, what's your initial impression? It's very cool. Um, I liked a lot of the kind of safety guidelines, like just coming out and saying, you know, hey, we're going to hold these events, but you got to be vaccinated. I don't know. I'm feeling more and more comfortable going out with other people that are vaccinated. Like, I just feel like, um, you know, that that has done its job in, in essence. And I know that vaccinated people can carry uh, coronavirus and can still get coronavirus and things like this. Like I, I understand, um, but it does just the the more we go through this, the more I see kind of the benefits of like being with other people and yeah. you know kind of trying to return to a normalcy that maybe we uh, won't you know fully get to. Like probably masks will be the norm for the next you know year or more. Who knows? But um, it's just, I think for a lot of people's mental health and things like that, it's it's probably good to to return to this kind of stuff. And I, I think we're all really itching to return to this kind of stuff. There's a lot to be said for like the mental health aspect of kind of just interacting with people, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we've just really missed out on that. And I mean, I see it with, you know, kids too. Like we have you know, kids at church or I'm, I'm, uh, you know, my refugee family is like, it takes a toll, I think, on them to, you know, be told, like, you can't go see your friends. You know, you have to be inside or you have to, even you have to wear masks. Like, it's just not a, a natural thing um, for 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 kids, too, you know. So I, I'm interested to see, like, just that aspect to come back. Not, not that I'm most happy for the kids. I'm most happy for me. <laughs> you know, I'm most happy for me and the rest of the competitive scene, but yeah, you um, hate the kids actually. No, had a, had enough no, of the kids. I don't hate, I mean, I don't, I'm not in love with the kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not fond of the kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't right, like right. the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, what are, what are initial impressions from you, Riley? I mean, I have a a couple things I'm really excited for. I got a list that I prepared ahead of time. Uh, First things first, I'm so excited to get into a convention center and eat the food, specifically inside of the convention center. Um, Well, you know, you can't. I'm really excited (laughs) to, to, whenever I play against an opponent, shake their hand before and after every game, ideally before and after every play. Um, Right. And then, of course, I'm really excited to be in as crowded of a space as possible, ideally sitting within 
ideally less than three feet of all my fellow competitors, you know, having right. them really like nearby. So, I mean, that's, right. that's really like what I'm excited for. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it's, there's a, there's a level that I'm like really looking forward to, to getting back to, but then there's also just the grunginess of tournaments that I'm hoping <laughs> with kind of mask mandates and like maybe heightened awareness of hygiene that will kind of go aw- away a little bit. So, you, you know, you're not washing of that. hands. What's that? You're So you're not into that stuff then? Yeah, maybe not as much as you are. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, in case, in case that would happen to go on everyone's head, those like are the things that are specifically not allowed <laughs> to happen at events when they're coming back. <laughs> but hopefully, the convention center food was an obvious giveaway because good. Yeah, luck. we're 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 on one tonight, Riley. We're on one for sure. Uh, so uh, let's actually talk through then, like what specifically like returning to play entails, uh, because I think the restrictions and and the details there are really where um, it kind of informs what the strategy is going to be looking like going forward. So there's different requirements depending on kind of the size of the event. Uh, You referenced vaccines earlier. So if you're actually going to like a regional sized event, I think it's 300 people is the threshold that they're using. Vaccines are required actually, which I think is, I'm actually impressed. I didn't think that they would make like that hard line of a decision to be honest. Um, right. But I'm glad they did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's always going to, you know, with a decision like that, you're going to leave people out of the loop. But um, I feel like Pokemon's been, you know, in comparison to other games, extremely conservative, um, you know, in yeah. their handling of the pandemic. So, um, you know, I, I guess I expect that to continue. Like, I think they, you know, maybe place a higher emphasis on, player safety as opposed to player freedom i think it's the right choice personally uh, well and I, I i think it's the choice that their brand kind of aligns itself with yeah, yeah. aligns itself with yeah exactly totally um so i mean I, what i would say is you know we've come out and, and have been very transparent that like you should get a vaccine it's for the best of your community um if you are still on the fence about that like maybe this is the push for you i would again the vaccine is safe it's effective and it lets you get into your pokemon events so definitely consider yeah. getting that yeah for sure i think that that's a really good point too it's like the other the other thing about things opening up uh but with restrictions is that yeah maybe it does encourage someone that otherwise either wouldn't have or has just kind of been procrastinating on that um to to go out and get their get their shot well, yeah, I, there's interesting stats around this, too. It's a lot of people just aren't sure, right? Like, they just don't even know what they want to do, and so they're not doing it. Um, it's not necessarily, like, they're taking a hard-line stance, like some of the people that you see on social media where they, they say that vaccines are, you know, the devil's fruit and all that kind of stuff. Like, really, they just don't know. And, right. you know, maybe this is that last push that they need. Of course, vaccines aren't the only thing that they're doing. And again, the vaccines are only for events in greater than 300 people. Va- masks are going to be required, whether or not you're vaccinated for all events. Um, there will also be kind of like a distancing requirement. There needs to be three feet of space between uh, all the different like 
matches <laughs> that are happening. Yeah. And you can't shake hands, unfortunately. Um, and you cannot eat or drink inside of the venue unless it's for like a, like a medical reason, right? So like if you have like diabetes and need to make sure your blood sugar levels are intact, you can do that. Right. Like you're not, <laughs> they're not going to let I, you I see. Th- I see that. I see that aspect being kind of hard to it's hard to enforce. Manage. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to manage. Yeah. Um but that's like the general stance. And um I think there's like maybe one more thing that I'm forgetting. I, I can't remember. But it's like the gen- you can generally like posit the the takes that there that there is, right? Like it's a they're trying to make this as they want to give you Pokemon back, but they're being conservative with like how that looks. And I think ultimately that's that's the right move, especially in a in a game that kind of like really prides itself on being family friendly and kid friendly. And uh, it would seem like a mistake for me for that brand to um, to make a decision that wasn't for the benefit uh, of like everybody and as inclusive as possible, right? Right, for sure. So, I mean, that all sounds really good to me, and I'm just really excited for. For things to come back to be honest yeah i am too i feel like i don't i don't feel like i've earned it but just like it's been it's been a while i'm, I'm starting to yeah. feel just a little more comfortable like getting back out there and um you know and we'll, we'll see i mean obviously that's all due you know there's there's a still you know we, we could still have health problems in the future just as a country that we'll need to address before right. and they have been clear um, as well like this is all very much subject to change yeah um, and you know if individual countries aren't up to standard like those countries won't be allowed to have their events or like regions maybe not country yeah. by country but regions um yeah. so yeah so so let's get into system. some let's get into some speculation then what would you expect to be the first, you know, the first official tournament, be it a regional, be it a league cup or a league challenge. Like, when do you expect an event to start? And what do you think that event will be? Yeah. I mean, of course, this varies region by region. Like, I think there are actually some regions that, you know, have handled COVID exceptionally well that already have play Pokemon. Like, they're allowed to start doing stuff. Um, yeah. So they'll probably be allowed to start championship point events sooner. You know, they're kind of like able to do league and things like that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is probably early 2022 is when we're looking at events returning. And I'm guessing that will probably be allowed to have like league challenges and league cups before a regional happens. You know, it'd be a nice like a soft rollout in that way. Although I think it would be fun if there was like a regional that was like the first event, right? Like, <laughs> or an IC mm-hmm. that's the very first event. And you, you just, you can go to that and everyone would be so excited for that. Right. But maybe not yep. the wisest choice to, <laughs> you know, to kind of like shotgun it as opposed to, uh, you know, doing more of a rollout approach. Right. Right. Do you have a differing take than that? Uh, not particularly. No, there has, I been... think, okay. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's just, <laughs> please uh well i was just gonna ask like what do you think like like we have we have some knowledge about euic do you think that's going to be the first major event i think that's going to be the first international event yeah Mm -hmm. is my guess um so for the uninitiated they've kind of like hinted that like the first 
um, like CP cutoff period for stipends and stuff is going to end in late April. And that's typically when EUIC happens. Uh, and I think they even specifically said that that stipend would be for like NAIC, which typically follows EUIC. Um, so it seems like the cards are all kind of aligning for EUIC to be like the first international event in late April when it usually kind of falls, uh, which would be really exciting, to be honest. I mean, maybe they won't do it, but that's definitely like the prevailing theory. And I, I kind of see it. Um, yeah. I'm curious like how how quickly they'll roll out like international level events specifically. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting, you know, how they do a world championship, how they do international events. Um, I'm just, yeah, I was so excited when I was on the cusp because heading out of, you know, into 2020 into February, March with, you know, 450 points. I think I was at or 400 like that. Yeah. 70 point, like something, you know, very close, right. To getting the world's invite. I was so looking forward to London and I'll be really, you know, disappointed if we bring everything back and then everything has to shut down again. And they (laughs) just kind of decide to nix, you know, the world championships again and uh, maybe just not, you know, carry anything over. Cause I feel like at this point, you know, the, the points or whatever accumulated, like, I don't know how they're going to do their invite structure. It just seems impossible for a person that is coming in at zero to make a run at a world. They would have to make it absurdly low. Right. And do kind of what they were planning before, where it's like, if you hit a secondary threshold, you get to skip a day of competition or something. Yeah. And I, I'm very curious what that is. You know, if it's like 200 and you get like, a, a Wednesday, right? Because it's going to be a five-day Worlds or a four-day Worlds or something absurd. And so you like 200 is Wednesday and then 500 is, you know, Thursday. And then, you know, you got your day two, quote unquote, day two on Friday or I don't know how they'll how they'll figure it out. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of logistical affair. concerns for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I guess like going off of that, what... What do you, I, again, pure speculation for those of us out there that are listening, but do we think that, you know, achieving a world's invite is going to be viable for this upcoming year? Because you're thinking about it. If the first events, let's say best case scenario, first events start in January. And let's say they do have a lower threshold, like 300 points or something to get a day one invite, right? Like how realistic do you think it is for, a player to earn going from zero to let's again, speculative 300 points. How easy do you think that would be? Or, or 500 points, whatever, like from zero to X number of points, how, how realistic do you think that is for someone to come in and and get their world's invite? Not super realistic. And I say this as someone who completed my world's invites by like January uh, in both years. Uh, I think the average like world's competitor, you know, the people who are skirting in with like exactly the qualification ish every year are going to struggle (laughs) if that's the threshold that they hit. And I also, I think there's also some give and take that needs to happen there because not only are we dealing with less than a full season, um, there's going to be some amount of like anxiousness or even just like straight up inability to, to travel to the same extent that some of these people would have before. 
Um, so that has to be a factor, and I imagine that has to be a factor in the the requirement as well, is that not only is there like pandemic concerns and likely these events will just be smaller straight up, um, you know, less people earning CP at them. There's going to be like the general concern of people are just going to go to less of these events, you know, especially the ones where they have to travel is my guess. They might like, there's probably going to be a big flood of people at the start. Um, but then it'll probably, my guess is it'll probably taper off. I mean, not everybody's yeah. going to be comfortable going to a thousand person regionals every single weekend like they were before. Yeah. You know, yeah. even if they are vaccinated. Yeah. I guess that, I mean, that's another interesting question to posit as well Is like, do we think that numbers will stay the same in terms of, let's say we just had a regional championship in, you know, St. Louis, Missouri, for instance, right? Like, do we think that numbers would stay the same decrease or increase? Like that's, that's another interesting thing to, to think about. Yeah. And I, I don't really have an answer to that because I think there's so many different angles. There's a lot of variables. Yeah, for sure. And I have to imagine that there's some really smart folks over at play Pokemon who are like their job is to think about this right now. (laughs) Right. Like Mm -hmm. that's their, what they're being paid to do. Um, I also, I mean, I always like have this anxiousness in the back of my mind that like there'll be a Delta or, you know, an Epsilon maybe variant where, you know, something comes up again and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, now we're back to square one. And that's, that's obviously not ideal, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but nothing we can really, you know. Yeah, that certainly. Nothing we can do. Even further out of our control than any of the stuff we've been talking about, right? <laughs> so. Well, it is in our control if we, you know, we we could we could not go to events, right? To you know, well, to I, I would further like to decrease think, possibility. <laughs> that's true. I would like to think that the if some variant came up, that hopefully Pokemon wasn't the source of it. <laughs> but it's the it's the Pikachu variant. Yeah, the Pikachu variant. Yeah, the shiny <laughs> variant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alolan COVID. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I there's just so much going on. It's it's tough, man. It's a tough situation. Yeah. Uh, it's weird for sure. It's, weird it's for definitely sure. gonna be weird. I'm excited to learn more. Uh even just like from a straight up logistical standpoint i am interested in the logistics that they are planning for this (laughs) yeah no doubt no doubt so i think that's a perfect timing jw to put a quick pause and do a card of the day yeah card of the day uh this is a card that i had as a kid it was one of my first cards that i like put in a binder um and i just remember it very fondly because i remember the colors being really cool and just it was like a reverse hollow card and it was a reverse hollow e-reader card and something about just the straight foil background. I really, really love. Yeah. And like, you know, now we have foils and they have little symbols or patterns on them and, and that looks fine too. It adds a little flair, but the straight foils I really love. So this is an e-reader card. One of my first prized cards, Meganium. So Meganium from, uh, the Expedition series. There's actually a few different Meganiums in the early days of Pokemon, but this is number 53. You got a Meganium uh, with its head kind of like down eating grass or something. I don't know what it's doing, but um, got doing a couple something. of attacks. What's that? It's doing something though. 
as doing something. Yeah, I remember playing this card in decks when I was building decks as a kid, and it, I was always like kind of disappointed whenever I got him out because he was so bad. So the first <laughs> attack is Sleep Powder, twenty damage for one Grass Energy, and the defending Pokemon is now asleep. That's like okay, that's you oh, know, yeah, that is bad. like even I knew that was pretty weak. And then the second attack is Solar Beam, and you would think, okay, Solar Beam is probably going to do. You know, at least like 80 damage. That seems pretty reasonable for the time. For three energy, it does 50 damage <laughs> on a stage two. Stage man. two. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's Absolutely tough. absurd. I'm trying to think of the best three energy attack that we have right now in the game. Three energy. It's, it's got to be like Ursh- Urshifu VMAX. Urshifu Rapid V-Mac? Strike. Oh, rapid strike! <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, not the not the single strike. <laughs> like a hundred damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably right. Like if not close uh, to it. Trying to think of trying to think of other really good. That would be an interesting like thought experiment. Almost like maybe one episode we bring like we're one, two, and three energy. Like what we think the best attack in the format is. Okay, writing that down for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that game so, is definitely crappy though. Yeah, it's super bad. Yeah, it's super bad. I feel like when I think of like kind of the Neo era of cards, or you know that block, like the Neo kind of era of packs specifically, not just like the formats. I feel yeah. like Typhlosion and Feraligatr both had some pretty decent cards, but Meganium, I I could easily forget about. In, in those times like the cards i got were never very good and at least off the top of my head no they're they were very bad <laughs> for the most part i I th- think there was a meganium that saw play at some point in those early sets where it like uh yeah had some kind of energy manipulation but for the most part they were pretty pretty trash meganium's pokedex entry it says anyone who stands beside it becomes refreshed just as if they were relaxing in a sunny forest and speaking of becoming refreshed i think it's time to talk about our sponsor manscaped yeah i mean if you're looking to freshen up nothing does the job better than the new manscaped lawnmower 4.0 jw the lawnmower 4.0 has ceramic blade technology can you believe that absolutely ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) it's insane what the scientists over at manscaped are cooking up the tech they're inventing and reinventing before our very eyes the 4.0 has customizable guard lengths that you can attach it has wireless charging electromagnetism which i really like flowing through it it's it's awesome man i've i've been using it ever since we got it and it's satisfying to use too it's it's pretty yeah it's like pretty smooth i don't know you know i don't have too much experience with electric razors but you know i mean it works right it's like that's the thing is like you don't want to be you don't want to be scared about whether or not it's gonna (laughs) rip your hairs out right Uh, and as soon as you know i I started trying it it it's like yeah okay It's, it's gonna work it's gonna do exactly what it's you know build to do and uh it's good to have that reliability down there that's right for sure especially down there yeah, and I can tell you, I've used multiple brands of electric razor, uh, and none of them are as well designed for down there <laughs> as Manscaped. Sure, trust me from experience. Sure. So. so if you want your 
Ordinary rod to become a super rod. Try the Manscaped products today. That's right. Evolve so your feed into a melodic. What's that? <laughs> Evolve your feed ass into a melodic. <laughs> <laughs> you can get 20% off and uh, free shipping if you go use our code tag team at manscaped.com. So 20% off, free shipping. Hopefully you guys take advantage of that. Yep. So that's code tag team, T-A-G-T-E-A-M on manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. Can't hate that. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped can't jam this tool you can't jam this tool true (laughs) (laughs) so true man so riley with competitive play coming back are you like what's your what's your excitement level from um you know a playing standpoint like are you gonna try to because i know you you played the players cups and you did a few like online things and you're you know grinding ladder and stuff at, at times but are you coming back? Is this the return, <laughs> the return of Riley in like a, yeah. a super sweaty? I, I think it gets much easier to get motivated to sweat when you have like higher stakes, I guess. And that's mm-hmm. why I, that's why I always like tried to put my all into like the players cups and things like that. Is it felt like there was, there was something I was playing for that was really meaningful, you mm-hmm. know, and not to hate on, any of these online events or their organizers, I think they did a huge service to the community over the last year, year plus. Um, I agree. But I've struck, you know, it's it's a difficult ask for me on a Saturday morning or or, or Tuesday night or whatever to, you know, queue up for these events and play for a hundred packs or play for a gold quick ball or play for shiny dragapult you know like those are all awesome things and i don't hate anyone who's motivated by that stuff but it's not as satisfying to me and like a huge part of the game and i've talked about this before is the physicality for me like if i was to put a serious list of things that i'm excited for for irl play one of the things i'm most excited for is just like holding and shuffling cards and and messing with them there's a lot a lot of the fun for me of a card game is being able to play with cards. <laughs> uh, there you go. And that is definitely absent online. I like playing online as like a supplementary tool to playing the card game, but I haven't had a chance in the last year to really play the card game, and I've missed that. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, there's definitely an art to physical play, I, I think, right? There's There's a whole subset of skills that you need to you know be proficient at at uh, IRL tournament play yeah and so you know and not to like not to like overhype that by any means because there's also like I guess a set of skills that you need when you're playing online right it's just a little different and I think a little cheaper um you know online but um you know I I'm just so stoked to get back like like the cards touching the cards uh interactions with opponents um you know, all the, all the like, like kind of little things that, uh, that I've, you know, built up over the years is like how to play exactly. and, and how to, you know, perform well and, 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 uh, you know, all the little kind of nuances of, of the competitive scene I'm really looking forward to. So there's a lot to be said for that too. And a huge, you know, I really love like interacting with my opponents IRL and I feel like online, <laughs> It's a lot easier to to place like malintent on your opponents as well. Like when they give you a well played or something online, mm. and you're, like, you're about to lose, you're like, ah, you're like 
screw you. Yeah, and you assume <laughs> like, the worst. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and it's like, it's also easier to be like trolly online. But like, if I'm in person and you know I lose to someone who's like a pleasant opponent to play against, you know I don't really feel that bad about it. Like I feel bad because I lost, but you know I wish <laughs> them like the best of luck in their future rounds. And you know, generally I come away like having a positive net experience having been in the event. Um, yeah. You know, where if I lose an online event, it's just like, well, now I just wasted my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of excited to get back with the boys and have a little have a little money. You know, that's that's one of the things, too, that, um, you know, just having some like spending money, go out with the boys after a after yeah. a tournament, not have to not have to take the lettuce home so I can put it on my on my uh, chicken salad sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to keep doing that? I mean, I probably will, but it won't be as frequent. Yeah. I mean, I I just thought that was like kind of part of your nature, not really. It's it's my brand. Yeah. It's my personal brand to take the lettuce <laughs> home from from the Asian restaurant that we go to. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you can, it's good lettuce, man. You can't waste that good the pocket lettuce. lettuce. Yeah. That good, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Sling it. So now you're just going to be slinging dollars around, though. So you're going to kill. You're going to keep the lettuce in your pocket, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also might spend on a, on the dinner, you know. Yeah, you know, maybe you'll give a tip. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. JW does <laughs> deficits fine. Give you tips. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! European listeners, are like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whole story. I guess maybe we could also have another. I don't know if we've told like the funniest. We probably have like the funniest stories that we have from competitive play. I think we have, but I don't think we've done like supplementary things to like (laughs) events, right? I think we've talked about like specific things that have happened in games or things like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because the lettuce story would be funny to flesh (laughs) out. Yeah. I mean, you know, also like real life events, it's that's where you discover things like sponge and discover things like. You do you know, discover going to an Applebee's with the homies and yep. There's a lot to be yep. said for after Applebee's after the day one of a tournament, man. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, a good you know a nice drink after even after a win, like even after you're playing in day two, yeah, it's it's good. It feels nice. It's so much sweeter, you know. I agree. After you after you know you're gonna make day two, but uh, yeah, man, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the hangs and looking forward to just uh, being around people again you know hanging out meeting new people you know we've we've spent a lot of time obviously you know indoors and like just not interacting with very many people or i've i've been interacting with people on a very like you know the surface level of like twitch right or or discord or wherever you know i'm interacting with with and so what you're getting at is now we're now we're playing outdoors and it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great yeah (laughs) So if you had to kind of like distill down one thing that you're most excited for besides the homies, can't use that one. Okay. What is that going to be? For it's probably the night. It's probably the night before the tournament and figuring out the ideal list. Like I haven't been doing a lot of that over this pandemic of really getting into the nitty gritty of like the last card. I guess I did it for the full grip for the full grip tournament and mm-hmm. and like i did very well right yeah but i haven't i hadn't really done that 
for pretty much any other um, tournament. You know, even like Players' Cups, I didn't really do that where I'm like staying up, you know, calculating tracking games, you know, figuring out ideal plays and, you know, unique cards that I can tech in and things like that. I didn't, didn't really do that um, for those events, but uh, I will definitely be looking forward to those, you know, those late nights, either just before a tournament or the week leading up to a tournament of just testing the heck out of cards. I know I'm excited for for that for those insane moments that you just don't get the same jubilation of online and i think the physicality mm-hmm. of the cards plays into that like the the you know you're winning into day two scenario you're winning into top eight and like you need a specific card or something you just got marnied and you're drawing them and all of a sudden like the card that you need is right there you've picked it up it's in your hand you can feel yeah. it and that jubilation that comes with just i am so happy to be playing this game i'm so hyped up because i built a good deck and i'm playing it and holding it and i've beaten someone down with it yeah uh, nothing quite like it that's awesome you know drawing the card for a game <laughs> you know, for sure top decking it <laughs> oh no doubt feels so good feels so good uh or you know playing a casual game with your friends and taking a pixie pie at the top card. Mm, that's always a good one. Yes. Can't take a, a pixie uh, pie online. A, a Brady Botner <laughs> special. It's more of an auto thing. Okay. Yeah. An auto special. <laughs> a, a Brady Botner co co-option. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Take a little pixie pie. Cute. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, if you can't tell, I guess the whole theme of this podcast uh, has been that we're really excited for organized play to come back and i'm really excited to meet you guys as well uh, all the listeners thank you so much for your listenership it really means a lot to us and uh, the numbers have been crazy over the last couple months so thank you so much i look forward to that increasing uh, even more in the future we appreciate that be sure to check out our sponsor manscaped and you can also find us on social media yeah so that's going to be on twitter we have social media for myself, Mr. Jebu, and the podcast itself. So you can find me at Smiles with Riles, JW at Real John Walter, and the podcast at Tag Team Pokemon. So be sure to check us out. Give us a follow. Bangers on the daily between the three accounts. And, of course, if you are listening to this now and are thinking to yourself, man, I wish there was a way that I could listen to this live, it's possible, believe it or not. We record this podcast live every single week on Twitch.tv. You can check out myself at Twitch.tv slash Munner and JW at Twitch.tv slash FlexDaddyRighteous. Same tag yes. as his YouTube where you can find his awesome YouTube content as well. I think there's more history of the games to come if you're interested in kind of the the up and coming or not the up the history and past of the pokemon trading card game as we look into the up and coming future yeah absolutely yeah i'm looking forward to it uh you know that i i always have ideas for more content and uh <laughs> it it just seems like i never have enough time in the day if only there's a couple more hours man that's true With that, we're going to sign off. Leave us a rate and review if you liked it or if you didn't and tell us what we can do better for next time. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. See ya.